Welcome to episode one of the OS Training Podcast. My name is Steve Burge, and in this first episode, I'm delighted to talk with David Bissett, who runs WordCamp Miami, which is absolutely enormous. They have between 800 and 900 people, which is big enough to fit about a dozen of many WordCamps inside it. And every year they have beautiful artwork and swag, and they have a custom de- a custom theme. For example, a couple of years ago, they had a video game theme, and everyone had custom Pac-Man t-shirts. And this year, they went with a 1980s Miami Vice theme. It really is something to behold, and if you've never been to WordCamp Miami, I highly recommend it. And so I'm delighted to talk with David. He's going to tell us how he got into running such a big WordCamp what the challenges are, and what impact and what benefits it's had for his career as a developer. Hey, welcome, David. Um, I'm delighted to be able to talk with David Bissett from WordCamp Miami today. David, would you mind introducing yourself to those people in the WordPress community that um, that haven't had the chance to meet you? Those fortunate people? Okay, great. Um, my, my name is David Bissett, and I'm uh, I live in South Florida, and I am a. I've been a WordPress freelancer for over ten years. I'm currently working. Um, oh man, can we start over? Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, let's let's start. Um, I'm David Bissett. I live in South Florida. I have a number of tasks. I help run the w- local WordPress meetups here for over six years. I've been involved in WordCamp Miami for almost ten years. And I've been a WordPress freelancer for. A dozen years, and I'm currently working full time for um, Awesome Motive um, on the Enviro team. So that is my that's my short version of the resume there. Oh, okay. So you you run WordCamp Miami, which is probably the biggest WordCamp in the world. <laughs> if- yeah, only by only if you're judging by uh, egos. <laughs> WordCamp uh, organizers, uh, no, definitely, def- I mean, I mean, size-wise, we're definitely not, definitely not the biggest because obviously WordCamp Europe, WordCamp US, and there's probably one or two in Japan that are that are biggest, uh, that are that are bigger. Um, we're one. Of, we just like to say we're one of the larger camps, I would think, in the US. Um, and we've been doing. We can, I think, though, we can almost claim that we're the longest consecutive. WordCamp or WordPress event. Um, we it'll be our tenth year, tenth tenth consecutive year next year. And there's only a few other <clears throat> camps or locations that have done that are that have been going on for just as long and done things consecutively. Um, like where I think WordCamp Paris has been going on a little longer, but since WordCamp Europe has been is 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 being held there next month, they they're not they obviously are not doing one next year. So I think when the 10th year comes around in 2018, we'll be able to claim, Hey, we've been doing work camps one every year for the past 10 years. And that's, that's if, if we are the only or the few, that's something that we like to be proud of that we've been consistent and haven't missed a year. So. Well, can you take me back to that first year? I mean, obviously you didn't set off to build something that would last this long and get this big, um, what was the very first year of WordCamp Miami like? I, don't know, I think I blocked the most out of my mind. Uh, I think I think we we started actually as part of something called BarCamp Miami, um, and this BarCamp still exists now. But the the um, the world of BarCamps really took off about ten years ago. 
there wasn't um, as many conferences as there was today. Um, at least ones that were they, that were kind of structured as unconferences. Um, and we actually had a lot of Miami was actually Bar Camp Miami was actually one of the larger ones at the time. So we actually had a side or a track um, devoted to WordPress, and that was the first Word press conference I was ever at because um, I think they started in 20, uh, 2006 was it um, and ours was 2009 so it was just you know word camps were still um, kind of new um, they weren't getting as much uh, publicity as you might think but we have you had heard of them and you're and especially the ones that were going on in San Francisco so we had this wing and there was maybe 60 people in a room and 60 or 80 people. And I remember WP Candy being in the back row, like, you know, live blogging or, or writing the summaries of the talks that shows you how old this, you know, this is. Um, and I gave a presentation about BuddyPress, which was something that I've always had a passion of, and I still hold a passion to it to this day. So I remember that was the talk. I, that was the topic I gave, but I can't remember can't remember what it was about specifically. I didn't run the, I did not actually, I was not involved in that event, but it was the first WordCamp Miami. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. So the first year you piggybacked on BarCamp, was it the next year that you decided we should set out and do this by ourselves? John Jacoby um, and a few other people, um, just Jarek was there, and I can't remember at the top of my head. I think that Todd Dunbar was also was also there as well, along with probably some a few other people that I unfortunately I can't remember right now. We kind of collectively decided that we wanted to start our own WordCamp Miami, separate from obviously BarCamp Miami. So yeah, and that was. That was one big collective decision. Yeah, that we made in a in a conference room one afternoon, I believe. So yeah, that's how it got started with those folks. Um, I back then there really was not much of a WordPress. There really wasn't much organization from the WordPress Foundation. There was still like you know I think we the first WordCamp we did. I don't even know if we even consulted with them before. We just did it. <laughs> So you had to figure out almost everything by yourselves. Yeah, more or less. I mean, we, you know, we've been, some of us were doing, you know, like some meetup organization. Some of us were, had been to a WordCamp previously. Um, so we kind of just used that kind of knowledge and we decided to, to go forward with that, find a venue at University of Miami. Um, and it, the first work, the first larger work camp outside of the first official one. Our second one, I guess, was the one where we were all organizers sharing the responsibility. And I, we had about maybe 200 people there for our first work camp. So it was manageable. Um, but obviously we still made a lot of, we made a lot of like small mistakes that we kind of learned since then. So you, you started with 60 in the first year with bar camp and then jumped up to about uh, 200 the next year. And has it been a kind of slow and steady growth up to 
the point now where you're getting about 800? Or have there been, has there been a big leap when suddenly you thought, wow, this thing is really going to take off? I'm just, I'm, as long as the seats are filled, I'm happy either way. <laughs> it's, um, we, we kind of go slowly but surely, right? And we sold, we sell out usually every year. So we gradually every year raise the bar a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, that's kind of what we are. We're very cautious. We're very um, conservative. And that's an attitude, that attitude and that thought and mentality still, you know, arrives to today. So it's been slow but steady. So we, I think we went from 200 to 300 and 300 to 500. And we've been going up like 50 by 50 or 100 every, every year, most more or less. So um, it also helps that we also add like additional workshops and kids things and all this other stuff. So what's accumulated to today, you know, it's, we have attendees, but we also have the, you know, you can also count kids. You can also count parents, you know, and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. You still have a, a buddy camp. You mentioned that, um, you, your first presentation was buddy press and every year you still have a buddy press event and you've added, uh, kids events as well. And, it's almost like you try and keep it fresh and try and keep it interesting even for yourselves by adding new features and improving it each year. Yeah, we try to, I mean, there's some things that we've done that haven't worked out and that's even like, um, not, not worked out as much as hasn't been as successful as we thought. Yeah, we do try, we do try new things in terms of talks and tracks. We, we started the JavaScript, learn JavaScript deeply track right after, Matt Mullenweg was talking about it uh, two years ago, um, and we were and we we were very honored to be mentioned at the last state of the word about that. And we're we think that's got legs still, and we're trying to we're reaching out to more camps to try to start their own JavaScript tracks and help you know helping them. Our kid the kid stuff. Um, I was I was at WordCamp Phoenix. And I saw that how that's set up and. We've been doing that since 2014 um, and gradually making it more um, from a one day to a two day, two day event. And we might even be expanding it more next year. And, but a lot of other camps are also following along those same lines, which is, which is awesome. Um, it shows that word camps are maturing a bit in certain ways. This year, I met quite a few people who came to WordCamp Miami for the first time, and the one thing they all raved about was the kids event. A few of them, even if they didn't have kids with them, put their heads in the door of the kids event and saw. Yeah, that's just that's a packed room and excited kids. Yeah, that's not creepy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, because it's WordCamps are family friendly events, so you know, having something for the kids to do that's meaningful and productive and educational, well, that's definitely fits in line with the general WordCamp philosophy. Uh, you know, and we've been fortunate to be working now with some of our local chapters of various non-for-profits that are associated with, um, like with, with kids and STEAM and STEM education and kids coding, and, you know, minority groups, black girls code and, you know, girls develop it and all these other groups. So we can't, we, we can't and won't take full credit for, you know, the, 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 um, the growth because we're trying to work with a lot of these other local agencies and um, organizations. They've been a great help 
So that's part of the key to success there is obviously we're not doing this on our own, uh, which is fantastic. I think if we did it on our own, it wouldn't be as successful. Definitely not. Well, even for me, just talking about it with you, it's a fairly dizzying amount of things that you get done every year. How many, uh, how many people does it take to put on an event the size of WordCamp Miami now? Oh, um, we have a core organizer group of around 10 people. Um, and then the volunteers after that, we have dozens and dozens of volunteers and some of those volunteers are help out in key spots, uh, for only an hour or two and others help out in other areas for a little longer than that. So there, everybody has a time and everybody, there's always a time slot for everybody. Right. And some people very, very happily, um, don't mind volunteering for more than a few hours. Um, and then we have other volunteers that, you know, we just need them to be here for an hour. And that's, that's good too. We're, we're very fortunate to have a lot of volunteers come up to the table and be, be able to, you know, fill in all those spots. And it's very, and we have to aggressively um, start that process like three or four months prior to the event sometimes. And um, so, yeah, it's, we've, I don't think, uh, obviously the, the event would not go as smoothly as it does without that sort of thing. And um, there are, and you know, there are, we, with a, an event as this complex, as you said, it's always, we're always trying to make sure there's enough um, support, physical support there at the event for something like that. Cause something every year, something doesn't go as planned. Um, every year, even including this past couple months. And it's just hope it's our volunteers that make the best out of a not so great situation sometimes. So you have a, a fairly large army of volunteers and then it takes a core team of about 10 people working probably several months in advance of the event to, to get everything working. Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a command structure. So we have, we have, um, we, we have a lead organizer, of course, every year, but our organizer team, it's, it's pretty much a democratic process in terms of a lot of the decisions that are made. And below those organizers are kind of like, you know, like top level volunteers who then manage, they're kind of like project managers and who then manage the uh, volunteers that are, that sign up mostly on the, uh, on the website. And so, like, for example, someone says, I want to help out during registration. Well, they're, they would report to a registration organizer who then, if there's a problem, reports to one of the key or, or one of the top organizers WordCamp wise. So it's kind of a command structure built in place so that the organizers aren't overwhelmed and we are able to organize everyone, you know, fairly evenly. And there isn't uh, no no single point of failure in the way we do things. So, so it sounds as if you have a really detailed structure and project management system going. Uh, you have a, a structure where you could grow. Do you plan on continuing to grow WordCamp Miami? What's the what's the future as far as you can see? Uh, we go year by year, but I mean, I, but we've, I think our next year is the year we've, we've, we've been thinking a lot about even before we started our ninth one back two months ago. Um, so 
as far the future, we'd like to keep this consecutive streak going in, in some form. Um, we have, as far as attendance side, I mean, we, we don't dwell on the size. We dwell on more of the experience. Um, and that, that's what we're primarily focused on. So um, we don't see too much. I mean, in terms of growth, um, I don't, I don't actually want to get that much bigger. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a thousand people would be our cutoff perhaps. Um, and we do still on last, last, this past couple of months, we did see a very interesting spike after our tickets sold out. I think we had over like a hundred people on just on the waiting list to get, to get in. Um, uh, and that was like a, over a course of a couple of weeks. So we definitely think we could probably reach that goal of a thousand people, but it, it's just a number, really. Um, I don't think in terms of, uh, you know, we don't want to get too big. Um, and we lose that experience. Um, cause we very treasure the experience and the relationships that we have with our sponsors, with our speakers and our attendees. Those are three levels. And yes, we, you know, some things we do try and then, you know, they don't work out or, then we just don't do them again next year. So it's a constant, um, you know, it's kind of a kind of a wavy line that gradually works its way up the graph, you know, in terms of experience for us. Um, but we never want to get too big. We never want to be like, like, we don't want to get like, we don't want to, we don't get the attendees numbers so we can brag about them. That's not something that we care about honestly but the it's been great that the word camp has been that miami has been a uh, city that's been that can support this type of event of this size um which is that that's what actually surprised me because our you know our meetups are just like maybe 30 40 people every month but when we get word camps we get all these people coming in from all these different nooks and crannies in miami and miami's actually miami and fort lauderdale have really been seeing a tremendous growth in terms of local tech um startups and and develop you know developer meetups and and conferences and that sort of thing and it's good to see that you know we've kind of structured work camp miami not to be just a wordpress conference but a conference that benefits our local community in that regard and that's why we do like the javascript track that was part of the reason why we did that so you didn't even have to learn wordpress or no wordpress and there's but there's a tremendous demand to learn that and along with all the other stuff that we do so in terms of experience almost every year it seems like an enormous amount of care gets put into the branding you have a almost like a custom um a custom approach each each year this year it was a kind of 1980s miami vice approach um i can definitely see what you mean about not focusing on the numbers so much as the experience everyone gets custom swag you have a designer that seems to take a, a lot of care on making everything look unique and different from the previous year um yeah that's our big thing we don't want to be um word camps in them in them themselves are follow a format that hasn't changed a lot really in the last decade probably and that's why there's these um, other conferences like WP Campus and um, LoopConf and all these other events that are that are sprouting out because they can take a different approach. Um, WordCamps, it's hard to have like a great variety or keeping it fresh and keeping it fresh in a WordCamp is more difficult than you would think. 
Um, I've seen you tweet um, something like there's 125 WordCamps each year now. Oh, I maybe I even more than that. I did. I think there's a. I think there was more. There's on the than that. I think there was more last year. I can't remember. There's on WordCamp uh, the the Make WordCamp WordPress.org site in our community. They they publish. I think every six months what the what the word camps are in terms of numbers um i know that there was a slight dip i think in 2015 but in 2016 there were a lot more and i wouldn't be surprised if that number keeps growing in 2017 so yeah and there's literally i remember when like word camp miami would be the only word camp in the u.s for the month and now it's you know it's you know even when you're doing word camps in february or march which are typically slower in the u.s these more work camps are having to be in those months because there's so much overlap now. So do you have any advice for anyone who's considering starting a wood camp or similar event now? Would it be to try and find a unique niche like WP campus or other events have done? Uh, there are pros and cons to doing a word camp, which has the oversight of the WordPress foundation versus trying to do your own thing. I think doing your own thing would probably like if you haven't done a conference before, then definitely try to do a WordCamp first. And my the biggest advice I've always had is, you know, WordCamps are WordCamps are primarily local, you know, like for the local community. Um, and WordCamp Miami is kind, you know, there are exceptions to that rule a little bit where, like, WordCamp is Miami has grown kind of bigger than itself, so we've become. A destination of people like last like a couple months ago we've had it we like we usually do we get a lot of people from south america we have people traveling from australia india so we you know work at miami is kind of it's become kind of a unofficial international camp as far as that goes um although we still we still work with and try to focus on the needs of our local community in terms of talks presentations and, and that sort of thing if someone is looking to to start a WordCamp, there that should be there. Start with the local community first. Don't try to be anything else other than that for quite some time. You have to have establish your local base, and that's and that goes along with the meetups as well. So if you like, if somebody's trying to start, hey, I'd like to start a WordCamp. Well, if you don't have a meetup presence, then don't worry about WordCamps. Focus on your meetup presence first. Like, or do you have a regular, consistent meetup? Um, is it is it organized well? Is it attended well? Um, and nowadays, you know, are you, is there any other local meetups that are happening within a reasonable distance that would be able to be combined to form a single WordCamp event in the area? Um, that sort of thing. I, you know, sometimes having one medium saves WordCamp is better than having three minuscule WordCamps. Um, depending on the circumstances and the organizing team and all of that. So that's what I, I would just focus on. You know, if you're trying to start a WordCamp, then it's your, it's, you know, keep in mind this is for your local WordPress community and start with the meetup, start with that and then see how it goes from there. I don't, I, I, you know, I talk with people and, you know, that should kind of always be the goal um, to put that first. Um, and try not to let like some people go to these larger based WordCamps. Um, even WordCamp Miami is on that list, and they're like, "Yeah, I want this in my backwoods, not backwoods. That sounds that's a poor term. 
Um, but you, you know, like this in my area and their area may not be able to support that kind of a sized event for a long time. That, so, but, and that could be, you know, some people think of that seems to be like, I want this, I, I, I went to that camp and that camp was big and it was flashy and all that wonderful stuff. And I want that back in my hometown. Mm, great. But don't make that your first top shelf priority. It's like, you, it needs to benefit your local community and, and their needs and, and, and that sort of thing. And if you decide to become this larger event down the road that, you know, that's supported, that's, that's fine, but that should not be the, the thing that you have, you know, that's, if that makes any sense. At all. It sounds like the advice that you lived starting small and kind of going step by step and seeing what comes of it and not being too ambitious, seeing where the community takes you and, uh, basically exactly. responding year by year exactly i do i do mentoring of work camps and and it doesn't happen often but there is something like yeah i'd like to do something like this camp did and i'm like well first you need to have a certain size a certain sponsorship money and all that it's and and then you know don't don't try to make that one of your check boxes if under the list of successful event you're the, the definite and i still kind of apply this to work camp miami today where like what happens like like what's the definition of a successful word camp or successful tech conference um all the speakers got a chance to speak nothing went wrong in the wi-fi work that's or you know nothing major went wrong everybody got fed in the wi-fi work i think that's pretty much those are the same check boxes i have for every year as far as mentally goes for a word camp um, no, regard it from, from the time that we were very small to, to right now, um, you know, and whether or not we had enough coffee, yeah, that's something we'll work on next year. But like everybody came, everybody got fed, everybody was, you know, got to see what they wanted to see, um, because they knew in advance and, you know, if there was networking and there was fun and that's, that's really all you need for a work camp, regardless of its size. And sometimes you get better networking even at a smaller event too. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really, you know, for anybody starting a work camp, start humble. And if you have any questions, ask the people that have done it for a long time, like, you know, how, like, what are the major things that you had to overcome? What state of mind, how you meant, how the, how people who run work camp us, how people run, you know, like Miami and, Seattle and the other larger camps, like what did they consider a successful event? And, you know, they're in, don't be too obsessive about anything else outside of that short list. Like if like that, and that's, and that's kind of the reason why Miami doesn't send out the feedback forms right away. Um, because they were tired and busy after the event and B it was, you know, like I think a successful event, at least for me is like, if I look back on it, maybe a month or two months back and if i just have fond memories like like yeah that was a good event that was you know like that's what my brain tells me then we pulled off a successful event nothing like oh yeah that was the work camp where they ran out of food you know, if that's the first thought that pops into the mind then that's that's to me that's not a great event uh, but yeah so you you clearly love doing this how does it um how does it fit into your larger career in terms of what you do i mean you're a developer by trade uh, how much of your year is wrapped up in WordCamp Miami? Is it as small as five or ten percent, and you spend the, uh, the other ninety percent no, as a developer? Oh God, no! It's more than five percent. I, I don't. I don't know what number I can put on it, but it's definitely like I have no 
I have no uh, guilt associated with how much time I devote to WordCamp uh, stuff. I'm when WordCamp season comes in, it's like every every waking hour that it seems like every waking hour that I'm not devoted to the full my full time job is devoted to that. Um, whether whether I'm lead organizer or not, um, it's just and fortunately we've got it down though to you know, we, we, we had, um, we, we have new people every year. Um, this past year we had a little more new blood than, than previous. So there were some things that we were, that, that we had to make sure were ironed out for things to run more smoothly. Cause everybody was, a lot of people were doing things for the first time. So uh, what are the pros and cons of being that wrapped up in it for certain, certain times of the year? Uh, does it, how, how does that affect your, um, I guess you still work full time in your day job, and then these are just extra hours you put in in the evening. Yeah, and the, the key is that you have you start organization early with the right, you know, with with all the right people that are on board. Um, we literally start, you know, if the event is in March, we literally start. Like if we start in September, we're probably starting late um, doing certain things. And we, you know, a lot of the volunteering designing, you know, like who wants to be an organizer, who wants to, who, which job getting the organizing team in, in set six months prior is what we, it needs to happen for an event like this. Um, so it's not, we're doing a, you know, I'd rather do a little bit each day over a longer period than doing a lot each day, you know, waiting, in, until a couple of months prior, it, it's very and it, that's that's kind of difficult to do. There's some things you just can't get done until they are like four months out, for example. Especially when you're dealing with venue and sponsors and tickets and all that stuff. But we've fortunately a lot of have done this so many times in the past that we we kind of know what the deal is, and we a lot of our organizers are awesome because they set aside their nights and their weekends. We you know, with regular meetings and you know all that stuff. So. Fortunately, the more people you have, the more you can is it disseminate. I got to look that word up. <laughs> yeah. Distribute, distribute the workload. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I like, I warn my family that <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to take a, yeah, it does take out a family. I, I mean, it, it is a sacrifice and it's a, a sacrifice that like a lot of people can't do year after year after year. And I sympathize with that completely. I mean, eventually, like I'm thinking, like maybe I'm thinking to myself, this is the tenth year of the year. Maybe I should retire for a while, and you know, does it, it? You know that you know from from things. I keep thinking that every year too. So <laughs> normally after it, it's a the event. it is a sacrifice, and most people don't realize that. So you go to a conference and then you have a good time, and you notice when the food doesn't come out like on time, or something like the equipment fails for a moment over here, and that's what you pick up on, but. Very few people are probably fully aware of like, you know, this takes a lot of work. This takes time away from people's secular work and family time. You know, it's these people are making sacrifices. A lot of these people have families or they could be doing something else. And on top of it, you know, we're also running the WordPress meetups every month as well while this is all going on. So I'm not saying there's a plague of people not appreciating WordCamps or organization. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just like, you know, like always, I, I think WordCamp Miami attendees, the people that attend Miami appreciate us because there's things that mistakes have happened. And then and most of the feedback we get is don't worry about it. It's like you guys work your asses off and 
you know, to provide this type of level of conference. And that's great because that, that they, they're appreciating the work behind it. And no matter how large an event gets, sometimes you lose track and focus that this is a volunteer based event with tickets that are $40 or less. And you're getting so much out of this. And occasionally you get the person, you know, you get people that forget about that and think that, you know, they have been going to an O'Reilly. What's the event? I can't remember what that was. Oh, the Oscon. Whatever. You know, you, there, there are work camps and then there's obviously the conferences that you pay a couple hundred dollars for yep. that. Yeah. Those, those conferences, um, some people, sometimes the line gets blurred. <laughs> Oh, between some of those, those are too- between the, those types of conferences, the people that put on a conference on volunteer and people that put on a conference for like, that's their job. Like that's how they earn a living is putting on tech conferences. Some, um, some or, of those you conferences know, are two, $3,000 or more for tickets. Yeah. I don't even know why I said two or 300. Yeah. Um, there are certain infamous, uh, conferences that are, they're very, very good. Um, but yeah, you're right. They do cost like, it's definitely a four digit ticket price and yeah i probably would expect a much like a certain level of of expertise you know organization that sort of thing from those types of conferences because those people are quote-unquote professionals and they do it for a living and some people some yeah every once in a while you get someone who forgets who sees that and then they see work camps and they kind of like put them on the same uh judging table which is you know that's fine. If you want to do it, that's fine. But sometimes you, but sometimes you get feedback and sometimes you're like, yeah, we did mess up there or I didn't even realize that happened. And yeah, we'll do better next time. But this again, you're paying $30 for a three day conference and even the food is worth more than that. So, you know, que sera, sera. <laughs> So final question, if you were to, to go back to 2008, 2009, and you were to have any advice for yourself at that time, if you were to, if you were to know that this would involve six months of big effort each year, and um, it would take all the time it did, what would you say to yourself? Would you, would you still go ahead and build WordCamp Miami into what it's become? First of all, I tell myself to buy Apple stock. If I have <laughs> it's true. That. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe that this started really after the iPhone was launched, or that was 2007 or something like that. Um, I would, I would say yes. I don't think I, I don't have any regrets um, working um, over the past t- almost 10 years with building up WordCamp Miami. I think. One of the things that I would like to see improved is that I'm kind of, I've never wanted to become this, but I think a lot of people, there's so many people that help out with WordCamp Miami and so many people that have like, have been a vital part of it over the years, but I don't think they get enough credit for making WordCamp Miami the success it is today. Some of them don't want public credit, but I think others would appreciate it if there was more of an attention. And that's something that I want to personally work on for next year. Um, we, I'm the kind of person that's like, you know, if it, if it, like sometimes I have to, even though I don't want to do something, sometimes I do it just to make sure it gets done for this, for the sake of the event. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm a very public speaker or I publicly talk about work at Miami on Twitter and in presentations and do all of this. So I've become not 
not I'm not wanting this really, but I've kind of become like a vocal, visible vocal um, spokesperson. Maybe that's I can't think of a better word for it for the event. But there have been other people that have made this such a key event. Um, not and like I'm not just talking about like John Jacoby, for example, when he was he when he was living in Florida and he's still a vital part, even though he's moved out. Um, he helps with Buddy Camp tremendously. The, 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 and I'm not just talking about the organizers that help out over the past couple of years, um, although they should get a lot more focus as well. But there are people that like from other word camps that help out at WordCamp Miami in terms of some of the branding, some of the WAPU stuff. Um, we have people from WordCamp Orlando, WordCamp Tampa, WordCamp Minneapolis that volunteer some of their time to help make WordCamp Miami a great event. Um, from swag to volunteering to everything. And we couldn't, you know, we are, we're, we're larger. We're at a point now where we're, we're large enough that we, you know, not even our local volunteer community probably could, could like completely support the event. And that's, we're very thankful to all those other people that may not even get more than a tweet out, um, about those. And I think, I think that's something that we need to work on for, future events, um, you know, really making sure that, you know, making it very clear that this is a team effort. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I'll still, I'll still publish one of my blog posts, my tweets and everything like that. Just the same as the same as always. Well, it, it sounds as if maybe that's the best thing, your favorite thing you've got from running WordCamp Miami all these years, you've kind of built a, a quasi family with the, all the organizers and volunteers and everyone that helps you out. Yeah. And there's a lot of give and take behind the scenes too. We like, we also, you know, like we help out whenever we can. We've made a lot of things. We've, we've, we've used WordCamp Miami as a test bed that other WordCamps, um, we, every year we have it, like, I think last, a couple of months ago, we had maybe, maybe a dozen people come down and say to me, Hey, we're just down just to see how you guys do this or do that. And that's very, it's very thoughtful. But at the same time, we're like, okay, then let us know what you need. We'll put you in the right spot for you to take notice of this and make your notes. And when you go back to your work camps, you like email us, communicate with us, and we'll we'll happy to answer any questions. We also open source like some of our swags or Wapu cards, for example. Um, and I can't remember what else we've open sourced. A few other things, and we're we're going to put some open source stuff later this year from what's happened back in um, that we did a couple of months ago, like our Wapu bot, for example, in Slack. So we we love to give back a lot of things back to the WordPress community and help out as well. Um, so a lot of people don't see that, obviously. It's sometimes just like a back channel of WordPress organizers sometimes. But that's that's also a great thing about doing an event like this for doing it for so long is that you're able to become part of a larger of that larger community that larger WordCamp community, which is a part of the WordPress community. So as long as we keep doing that right and helping others and, you know, being supportive of our local community, then it's always going to be a success every year. That seems like a wonderful point to end on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, David. It's been great to talk with you about WordCamp Miami. All right. And uh, yeah, and like, like I said, next year, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing you justice if I didn't already start promoting the next WordCamp Miami. So in 2018, it's definitely is our 10th anniversary. So we have some interesting things planned. Um, we are probably, if there's like, if there was any format changes on a grander scale, it would probably happen next year. Cause we, 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 if we really desperately want to break some of the mold from like previous work, um, previous WordCamp Miami's um, 
in terms of scheduling and formats and everything like that. We'll see how that goes. We'll see what we finally decide because you can't, you can't, um, you know, like if people are used to this, you know, like the same number of tracks or similar tracks and similar organization every year, and you don't want to throw that too much into a tailspin. Um, but we definitely are going to be planning some new things in 2018 and we have not announced the date yet, but it's a good bet for February or March is when we'll be back. Cool. Wonderful. Um, well, enjoy the time off before the organizing really starts again. It's already started. It's too late. <laughs> and, um, uh, thank you so much, David. No problem. No problem. Like, thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> 